interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and with me in the recording room tonight is Jesse. Yo! And we decided jointly, on our sponsor in our hearts this week, it's Nico it's from Nico. Devil May Cry, Cry 5. I, I love her so much. The best much. girl. She's so fucking funny. I just, I love the interview with one of the creators who was like, I, he's like, it's the word that the translation used was fetish, but I don't, I don't know if that was like a correct translation, but it was like, he has a thing for cool girls with tattoos who smoke who are mean to him. And so... Look at him just... What a power move to put your your fetish on display. Yeah, like I was like, what a, <laughs> what a move to have your whole ass out like that. Like, I respect that. That was like um, when uh, Yoko Taro was like, I wanted to be, to be hot and have a nice ass because I'm into that. And we're like, oh, oh, cheers, bro. I'll drink to that. Cheers, bro. I'll drink to that. It's such a good... Yeah. Like... And I was like, it turns out that that's also my type. So thank you. I also love cool girls with tattoos who yell at me. Like, we're all here. We're all in this together. And then I clap my hands like that. (laughs) And we were um, talking before the podcast that um, I had heard this from the Let's Play that I was watching. um, But it is true that she's so weird that she kind of forces Nero to be like the straight man in their comedy duo. And that's also really funny because <laughs> he's also a dork so he's so, every character in that game is a huge dork yeah um but yeah it's she's the best girl yeah I, ever I, she's such a good addition <laughs> and like honestly all of her entrances like when you call her on the payphone and her band gets into places that it shouldn't be um i i just love it i love that she straight up will threaten a demon she gives no shits I just, I love all, I love that, like, there's a scared-ass, at the very beginning of, like, the intro of the game, there's, like, a scared-ass guy who just saw, like, demons come out, he's, like, a SWAT team member, and she just squats next to him, and she's like, you see that arm? I built that arm to help him kick demon ass, and I'm just like, I I love you so much. Meanwhile, the SWAT guy is like, ah! SWAT guy's like, am I dead? Is this a dream? Am I dead? I like the I I like that uh, like she has a she has kind of a revealing outfit but I like that she the top part snaps onto another piece of leather so that when she's welding and stuff like her stomach is covered like they didn't have it's practical yeah they didn't because sometimes sometimes you want to be hot but you also have to do your job yeah so make a convertible shirt I guess yeah, yeah. and I I love every second of it I don't know if you saw the video. I'll see if I can find it again. My friend sent it to me of the... So, um, I I laugh at this, but it's also super duper fucking helpful for building a 3D video game like this. But, like, uh, they film a lot of these scenes. Like, like (laughs) discount versions of them. And I think that's been the case for um, several... Devil May Cry games. Like, I don't think this is the first. Yeah, and, so. like, I love they, they, they would, like, cut between, like, a cardboard cutout of the van going through, like, other cardboard cutouts and blowing them away, and then the, like, actors, like, acting it out, and it's fucking hilarious, and I'll see if I can find it. Like, I know it's super helpful, but it doesn't stop it from also being super fucking funny. And they were like... I'm sure they released it because it was Oh, yeah, funny. if you got the, like, deluxe copy or whatever, all of them, all of the, like, 
um, filmed cutscenes are included, so you can go watch them. Um, so they they know, like they, I mean, like I imagine they have a good sense of humor about it since they're, uh, m- you know, making these games. Since they made this, yeah. I like honestly, if I was an intern and someone was like, "Hey, I need you to fucking um, pretend to drive this van over demons," it- this shitty cardboard box, yeah, and I'd be like, "My time has fucking come!" Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like Jesus, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm loving her. Her face model is a, um, she's a, like, British model who, she's, like, an Instagram model who, like, started this whole body positivity, like, blog because, um, she used to have, like, an eating disorder or something and then she decided, like, she wanted to show what her actual body looks like. She has a very, like, unique kind of face and I think it added a lot to Nico's character and, like, regards of what her face looks like versus some of the other video game ladies who have kind of like there's a lot of same face syndrome i do appreciate how they handled trisha's face in this though um because it's more rendered than before and i think she also kind of has an interesting face so um but i i just i really like nico's character all around yeah same face syndrome was definitely an issue in the earlier games probably because of technical limitations as well yeah. as art style, but now that they're able to like base them off of real people, they actually look different. Oh my god! So my friend and I were watching um, this cutscene where uh, not from this game, obviously. Was it from three or four, or Virgil, or was it from two? It's Virgil in um, and Dante fighting, and like. They're they're in the rain and like their hair is down and they're fighting. I think that's one. Oh, is that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, it looked. Maybe it's three. I don't know. One or three. I think it might be three. It. I think only because the physic, the like, the style was enough to where like you could see their faces and stuff, but like they looked exactly the fucking same. And then like I'm like, how am I? I know they're color coded, but how am I to tell them apart? And then fucking um. Virgil like flips his hair back and because it's wet it stays back like that and then that's just his hairstyle forever and I'm like oh thank <laughs> god <laughs> someone was watching this cutscene and like shit <laughs> the fun trivia about Virgil is um in I don't remember if it was one or three but in one of the games he has this like super nasally voice and it's because the the voice actor had like allergies or something oh my god and he was all stuffed he was all congested <laughs> <laughs> and they just ran with it listen virgil gets sick you know like it can happen i i don't actually know if you can get sick uh, my friend and I have this like super long running joke because I was talking about how every time I watch like a video with Dante in it and I read through the comments and people are like legitimately like this guy is so cool and like excuse me I love Dante but not because he's cool but because he's an idiot and like he's a goober he's like. a goober yeah and you know and like you know he's a virgin but he doesn't care because all he needs are his big swords and his motorcycle and he's happy in life you know and his pizza but I so my friend and I have this running joke joke that like i think it's so bizarre that all the characters in the game too are like look at how cool dante is like there's even a point where nico meets dante and she's like he's so cool and i and um he looks cool until all of a sudden he's wearing a shitty cowboy hat and dancing like michael jackson and it's like oh (laughs) and like so 
So, uh, so Kay, um, oh, sorry, my, my other friend, Kay, you're not the friend who said this, but, like, uh, my other friend was, like, we had this ongoing joke about me being, like, an intern for Dante, but, like, taking care of all the adult stuff, and being, there's one point where it's, like, hey, I need you to actually, like, keep your receipts so I can do our taxes, and, um, he's, like, oh, yeah, hold on, uh, I, I left him in the motorcycle, and then you just hear the motorcycle rev up, and he's gone, and I'm, like, Dante! (laughs) I need to do the taxes! (laughs) And he's, like, you know, we haven't gotten any calls lately, and I'm, like, that's because you left the fucking phone unplugged. Like, (laughs) And I don't know if this is true, but the two guys that for the uh, Let's Play that I was watching mentioned that apparently, according to like a novel or something, in between games, what does Dante do with all the fun the fun weapons that he finds? He sells them. Oh my god! I mean, he has to keep the lights on. Like, at the beginning of this game. But he game. just sells demon weapons. Like, okay! Okay, I mean, like... Yeah... I'm like, isn't this a liability? No. <laughs> this is really dangerous, but okay. And just, there's no possible way this could ever come back to haunt us. <laughs> it hasn't yet, I guess. I, I guess, like, nobody's ever... Unless that happens in five, like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember that, but that's fucking hilarious. He just fucking sells them. There's a point where he puts a naked lady on the cement. I won't say who it is or why, but, like, he's holding her in his arms, and he's like, huh, and makes some stupid wisecrack, and then lays her naked ass on the road, like, just uh, just directly onto the road. Doesn't put his jacket down, doesn't do, just naked, bare-ass, touching, like, fucking road. And I was so mad. I was like, Dante, how dare you do that? <laughs> like, can't you see that she's completely naked? Like, you just gonna drop her bare ass on what is essentially, like, a fucking road, like, freeway? Fucking... Doesn't want her germs on his coat? Yeah, I guess. Like, I'm like, my dude! My guy! And then he's just like, gotta go! Vroom, vroom! <laughs> Well, I think since we're just kind of talking about Devil May Cry in general, we should probably oh, move yeah. into the pre salt because that's the first topic for both of us. Yeah. Um, I started watching a little bit of a Devil May Cry 5 Let's Play um, by the YouTube channel Wooly Versus, who is one quarter of the remainder of Super Best Friends Play. Um, along with another quarter of the remainder of Super Best Friends play uh, named Pat. So they've been doing that together. I stopped watching it because I purchased the game. Um, Mm -hmm. As of this recording, it's going to be here tomorrow, supposedly, according to Amazon. So maybe I'll stream a little bit of that over the weekend. I don't know. Um, I'm worried that I'm going to be really terrible at it because I usually am for character action games. But still, it'll be fine. It'll It'll be fine. fine. Um, I do like how the game lets you know how badly you're... Dismal! And you're like, thanks. Dismal. <laughs> I didn't, there's that one person who's like, I didn't play six, pay $65 to get called dismal all the time. <laughs> Turn on auto-assist. Um, but... Uh, you cut out. Oh, what did you say? I was just laughing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Discord freaked out again. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it's real cool. Yet again... V is cool. Y'all just mean. Yeah, V is um, super fucking cool. And I, I, and like, I know his whole story now, and I'm just like kind of sad, but he's still fucking cool. And I will, I will 
physically fight you. His play style is so fucking dope. It's really different and interesting. Um, and it's cool that they've kind of, <coughs> excuse me, they've kind of balanced the game a little bit differently for him. Because uh, it's hard to do complex combos when you're that far off, so they give him a lot of style points for taunts and for kills compared to yeah. Dante and Nero. Um, he also has some interesting, like, really, really long taunts, because he can. Yeah. Since he's not actually active in the fight, like, there's one where he uh, conducts with his cane to Flight of the Valkyries. Um, I like the one where he, like, does, he does a couple of them that are, like, tap routines, very, like, singing in the rain style with his, like, cane spinning around. It's super fucking adorable. He reads poetry from his book to recharge his Devil Trigger, which is just the kind of goofy bullshit I expect from a Devil May Cry game. I know, um. it's so it's so good. I And I love the dodge functions of Shadow and Griffin. Like, your left to right dodge is um, Shadow, and then your up um, double jump is Griffin. And it looks cool, and it's hilarious, because just Griffin and V's relationship is funny, so even though it's functionally cool, it's also very, like... Yeah, Griffin calls him needy. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Or high maintenance, that's what he yeah. says. I I love um, it. Yeah, I love it. I, I'm really excited to actually, like, get my hands on the game and, and try it out, because uh, it looks really cool from a distance. Um, and, of course, Nico is best girl, as we already said. Like, <laughs> these games are so weird. I love them. They're so weird. And, like... Um, it'll be nice, too, because, like, a lot of the versions... I finally found a Let's Play that has the, um... Because it's not monetized, it has the music. Uh, who knows how long it'll be before they take it down. But I was watching the cutscenes without music at first, and it was a... It was a time. Because the music is half the fun of those games. Like, I want my tacky, like, electronic, uh, metal. Like, that's what I came here for, and that's what I'll enjoy. And I love it came here for a good time and receiveth a good yes. time. <laughs> like, honestly, people who are just like, it's not serious enough. And I'm like, what? Do you go here? They don't even go Do here. Go here? <laughs> um, I also like um, the interchangeable Nero's arms. Mm, yeah, that was a good uh, What they've done with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because people were, and, like, I guess last last game, people were wondering if he was going to have more weapons just for more combos, and this was a really good solution to it. Yeah. You have your sword, and then you have, like, alternate ammo with the arms. It's limited, um, but not horribly so. Yeah. I'm really... I don't know. It's, it's good. I think it's, like, something that I... I needed it because so many games are coming out, but like, I don't know. This one feels, it feels good, Todd. Like, yeah, I mean, I bought it. I, I like, I was really liking what I, um, was seeing from videos and let's plays and stuff. Uh, for a minute there, I wasn't sure I was going to play it, but I got kind of burnt out on final fantasy 14. And I was like, I need something else to play. Yeah. Um, so, and I was waffling over whether I was going to get this or Sekiro. So I decided to get this. Uh, at least for this month. I'm going to wait a little bit longer on Sekiro. I'm... I don't know. I'm worried I'm not going to like it. So I'm going to wait and see some, watch some videos and see what other people say about it. And maybe save myself $60. 
Yeah. And I mean, like, that's kind of what you did with this game, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I I was telling my friend, I was like, you know, I went into art to work on video games and comics, and now I can no longer afford video games and comics. (laughs) And she's like, this is really sad. (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) I've made a mistake, Todd. (laughs) And, like, I'm really happy the generosity of people who have given me games to play Um, recently. Y'all are the only reason I have games. So, congratulations. You're keeping me going here. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to to see your upcoming Resident Evil 4 stream sometime. I'm finally not sick, so I can do this now. We, I, yeah. I am finally no longer sick. So, do you, do you know the relationship between Resident Evil Four and Devil May Cry? Did you ever like read up on that? I didn't know they had a relationship. Devil May Cry started out as a spinoff. It was going to be Resident Evil Four, and then it was like, because Resident Evil Four went through a lot of different versions. Yeah, and you can see some gameplay footage of um one of the versions on YouTube. It's the Hookman demo. Um, but one of those versions was Devil May Cry 1. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes. Devil May Cry 1. But one, one of those versions was Devil May Cry 1. And huh. that's why in Devil May Cry 1, there's a lot of, like, finding oddly shaped keys to put in oddly shaped holes and stuff. Is because it started as a Resident Evil spinoff. Um, so... Because I know that's... Resident Evil had that whole thing about, like, the creator left and then they had to buy back pieces of the franchise which is why they didn't have the rights to the T-Virus um, for 4. So I know that... Um, See, that I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Um, and they bought back Leon really quickly, but like a lot of the other stuff they didn't buy back, which is why 4 is like that. Um, part of the reason is because I guess the creator only wanted the games for be- to be for PlayStation. So, I don't know. There was like all this stuff. So they split. They went se- their separate ways like Journey. And the um, and they Capcom had to slowly buy back rights to certain parts of the Resident Evil games, and that's why four is such like a wild ass time. Um, but yeah, I did not know about the the Devil May Cry and uh, like Resident Evil relationship. This makes that um, that Dante Leon fic I found makes so much more sense. I didn't read it though. The same character <laughs> because I didn't read it because Dante doesn't fuck, and I will refuse. I refuse to <laughs> believe. I can't. I can't suspend my disbelief enough to believe that Dante fucks. And so Dante fucks in DMC. <laughs> does he fuck in DMC? Devil May Cry. Yeah. Uh, what? That's, how, that's like. Remember, like they had that whole. There was that post about it, but they had that whole thing where like our Dante isn't a gay cowboy. Um... And so they ha- they had him in, like, a threesome with two women at the beginning, and he smokes in that game, too. That game's awful for a lot of reasons. I- um, First and foremost, that they didn't understand why people liked Dante in the first place. I can't believe that- I love how I'm most offended by the fact that Dante fucks in that game. Like, like- I already had to deal with the fact that Virgil fucks, and, like, that's enough. Which is the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah, like, when did he find time to fuck? I mean, I guess. He managed to stop, 
crying about his mother and humans being evil for long enough to get a girl in the sack, apparently. Yeah, imagine! Took off on her. Like, I'm fucking imagine you're the girl who slept with Virgil, and he just starts crying about his mom in the middle of sex, and you're like, I need to leave immediately. And then you find out you're pregnant a little while later, and you're like, fuck! Fuck! <laughs> immediately deliver that child somewhere else. Like, I can't. If it's even a quarter... Oh, girl, it's not his fault his dad's a weirdo goober. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, I'm fucking offended. I'm so offended. How dare you make Dante fuck? What kind of sick, twisted AU have you possibly created? My favorite part about that game was how everybody calls him Dante. Dante! <laughs> Instead of Dante and Virgil, they're Dante and I believe Virgin. Dante and Virgin! I, I'll take it. I mean, like... Listen, as much as I say that Dante doesn't fuck and I like make it a joke, I like I said, I think he's I think he's fine. He's happy. He doesn't need fucking. And like He's fine. Yeah. He, he's got pizza. And like that's all that really matters in life is that em- that semi empty pizza like fucking box that's always on his desk and may or may not have pizza in it or it might <laughs> it may or may not be the same box from Devil May Cry 1 that's just <laughs> Schrodinger's pizza. <laughs> Schrodinger's pizza. <laughs> Oh, God. I also like that at the beginning, that, like, person comes in, I I think, actually, I think it is, is it V? Somebody comes in at the beginning of five, or is it, no, it's the beginning of, wait, I'm sorry, my brain, because I've been, like, going through all of these games, like. Yeah, Dante doesn't show up right at the beginning of five. Yeah, it's it's like the first scene with him. But like someone okay. comes into his like business and he's like, "Do you need to use the bathroom cuz it's in the back?" And I'm like, "You're just going to let a stranger use your fucking bathroom? Like I know this is a, your business, but sir, like there are demons outside. You just like I it, like and he definitely doesn't clean his bathroom. So like use Dante's bathroom at your own fucking risk, I guess." <laughs> you right. <laughs> I love how I'm dragging him, but he's I definitely care. like he's definitely like a gross bachelor. Yeah. Oh god. And, uh, that's why I fucking um I but I still have that stupid like Nero Dante video where Nero sav- they like Savage, why you only got uh why you got a twelve garage but you only got and then it's just Dante fifteen cops <laughs> Because we all just want to be big rock stars. And I had that song stuck That's in my head. That's such a weird video. It's so good, though. And also, Dante holding a monster energy drink is so fucking funny to me. <sighs> Did you see that one uh, Photoshop of the cover where it was, like, Jack Frost from Rise of the Guardians? Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Kylo Ren without a shirt. <laughs> yeah, and Hank from uh, Detroit Become Human. And I was just like, I perfect. I hate love this. I also saw a video of the like stand-in actor for V, um, basically doing what I want to do for V's cosplay, but like low, like low effort, where it's just a long sleeve nude T-shirt with the tattoos drawn on it with a sharpie. <laughs> and I was like, do you have to have the tattoos on? I mean, maybe for placement or something. But like, it's just so fucking funny to me. <laughs> Uh, man um other than that i i played a little bit of abzu this week which i downloaded for free on ps plus like eight billion years ago and just never touched uh it's really pretty 
no surprise there. Um, very pretty and very relaxing, except for when there's sharks. They they ate my camera thingy that one time, and now I'm scared of them. But uh, oh. <laughs> um, it's really cute and pretty. It's it's all uh, you play as like a scuba diver, um, just swimming around in the very colorful ocean with all the fish and. Just nope. a generally relaxing game. I nope. I believe it is made by the same company as Journey and Flower. Uh, either that, or it is inspired by Journey and Flower. This is but my worst way, fucking fear, Kay. Look, this, I'm terrified of the ocean, but this game is it's fine. I so. I'm, but I'm specifically terrified. Like I like swimming in the ocean and stuff, but like I'm specifically terrified of the bottom of the ocean. And I'm looking at pictures of this. You're not on the bottom of the ocean. You're under the you're deep under the water swimming with the animals. No fear, <laughs> one fear. I have a lot of fear. I listen, I had I used to I'm scared of aquariums. Fun fact about Jesse. Like I go in them because I like I love aquariums. I know, and I go in them because I like seeing sharks, but like I am terrified. I'm also scared. Like there's never been a time where I walked into an aquarium and didn't have a little bit of anxiety. Like I'm having a little bit of a panic attack, like in an aquarium. And I used to have nightmares about being in an aquarium in space, so I couldn't leave because outside of the like spaceship aquarium was just space. So like, I'll just die. It was, like, one of my worst fears. Well, knock the Sandy Aquarium off the list of things we can do when you come to visit. <laughs> I do like aquariums, but I have anxiety upon entering them. When I was a kid, I would cry, and my parents were so confused. They're like, Jesse, they're fish. But, like... Um, other than that, um, I've been making songbird progress. I My new zipper came in the mail today. Um... So I'll probably sew that on this weekend, because it's kind of the next thing I need to do. I ended up, like, I took out the old zipper, and I ended up needing to take off the coattails as well. Um, A, because they were kind of sewed over the zipper, um, but also because I noticed that they were a little bit off-center uh, when I took them off. I mean, better so to I'll fix that, that as well. Yeah. Well, it when, when it was all zipped up, it wasn't really that noticeable anyway. But, um... You know, now I can fix that, and it'll, I'm also going to sew them, because I remember seeing in, in Fonina's tutorial, it was like, sew in the lining, whip stitch it to the zipper, then sew on the coattails, and I was like, that's fucking stupid, why would I do that? Um, but I think it's actually going to stabilize the lining a little bit and keep it from sliding into the zipper, so maybe Fonina knew what the fuck she was talking about, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Weird that someone I, who's a more experienced seamstress than I am would know what she's talking about. I love that. Just straight <laughs> up like, I'm not doing that later. I have regrets. Yeah, I mean, there's still things that I did a little bit differently, like, where she was like, top stitch this, and I was like, I don't want to switch the thread, so I'm going to do it this other way, and it looks the same, and it's fine. Um, you know, just minor little quality of life things for me um or things that i surged when she didn't say anything about surging or whatever but um that one was like oh no this one makes sense yeah <laughs> um so i'll do that this time but yeah it's it's coming along i glued on all the clasps and cord on the front um along with some gold like bias tape 
that I also just glued on the front. I I had planned originally on sewing that down um, because as early as like a month ago, I was like, oh, I don't like gluing things to fabric because it doesn't feel very secure and I would rather sew everything if I can. And then I discovered this fabric super glue and I was like, what else can I glue to this costume? What else can I not sew down? Um, so everything, it's all, all fabric super glue all the time. Um, and then I have, um, there's some braided cords that go across the front, um, like a marching band uniform, I guess. And I have those put together, but I need to buy more super glue, like regular super glue, because my, the cap to the super glue got super glued to the bottle of super glue somehow. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So there wasn't much left in it to begin with. So I probably would have had to get more anyway, but, uh. I, uh, I need to get more because I can't open the bottle. <laughs> Oops. I can't. I should not be allowed to use super glue. I, no, I have, I have straight up super glued, super glue to, like, the container to something. I've glued the super glue container to my desk on accident before, too. Oh, no. And I'm like, all around me. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. Oh. You're Gucci. But, um, yeah, I, it's, like, I kind of realized when I got the zipper, I was like, I can finish my costume now, because it is almost finished. I just need to, like, put the zipper in, sew the lining back in, put the coattails back on, and then there's a strand of beads and another braided cord that I need to glue on the left side, and then I just need to get those, um, braided strands across the front on. And then it's, it's the, like, the coat's done, and the skirt, I just need to sew some hooks and bars on it. Um, I've had to learn how to do a lot of new techniques for this costume, and the most recent one is that I had to learn how to try how to tie Chinese diamond knots, um, mm. for, because there's a dec- decorative piece on the Final boots Fantasy that are... Final Fantasy does love their Chinese, the, the knots, yeah. Yeah. There you um, often use so I ha- I've accessories. Done... Yeah, those are on the boots. Uh, there's four for each boot, and I did three yesterday, so I got to do five more. Um, but they look really nice now that I finally figured it out. Every single time I go to Taiwan, I have to rewatch the video that taught me how to do it. Um, <laughs> but it, they're turning out nicely, so can't really complain. And then after that, like I have to make my scales and horns and everything, like I've already talked about. But other than that, like the cost is fucking so done. I'm so excited. Like, it'll, it'll be wearable. <laughs> uh jesse just died i have a i have a wig that i was using for something else that i'm going to style for this costume um and just clip the hairpiece onto that and also some magnets in there or something for the horns to attach to so it's all, all gonna be a good time and i'll be ready for salt lake gaming con hopefully so um I'm also hoping to get Prompto's full costume done for that, because I have the patches and they've just been kind of sitting on my shelf. I haven't done anything with them, so hopefully I can finish those. But, yeah. <sighs> Getting there. That's my pre-salt. Yeah, I... I need to finish... 
So it turns out that SAC anime is in June for, I don't know if I said this last podcast, but like- it's, We talked about it off the air, but- Yeah. Um, it's in June this year, which makes sense because CrunchyCon was at the same weekend as SAC anime last year, so that were those like competitions, so I guess they're trying to avoid that. Um, but what that means is that my time frame is speed it up, um, <laughs> which, and like, so I'm trying to work on prints and stuff, uh, but mostly I'm just like, I need to finish these cosplays. Revolver Ocelot isn't gonna, like, require much else. I do need to, like, get a wig to style and, like, the the what, bandolier, like, over-the-shoulder thing and do something with his guns. But otherwise, I pretty much have that whole costume, like, acquired. Um, in fact, the gloves are just, like, sitting in this, like, uh, bag open, and I every time I see them, I'm like, now you'll see them <laughs> call me Revolver. Um... <laughs> Uh, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I'm questioning whether or not I'm gonna try to because I have a table for sure. So like I'm gonna have like three days. I wonder if I could get V done before then, and like how much of a power move is it to myself to try and get another cosplay in? Like the pants aren't even a problem, and I have the sandals. It's just like it's gonna be the like body mesh tattoo thing and the vests that are gonna kill me. Um, but I, I want to see if I can do it. Like, I can also make the cane. It like, would be no cute problem. if you had a little um, tiny plush griffin. I really want a little tiny plush griffin. I, I can make one, and I and I really you want You could also to. straight like, up get, like, a love- shitty Halloween decoration crow and probably call it good. But- <laughs> <laughs> Mod him. <laughs> mods. My sweet, uh, do you like my sweet crow mods? Um, I actually probably have a shitty Halloween decoration crow somewhere that I can like, just edit a little bit, um, but, yeah, because I, I fucking love me some Griffin, I, I love Griffin so much, um, it's a good part of the, good part of the V team up is his, like, partnership with, uh, Griffin, I, and I, uh, there's one point where Shadow, like, does a little growl, and Griffin's like, it speaks, (laughs) um, it's super cute, so, I don't know if I'm gonna try and do that, we'll see, um, I seem to be on my way with prints pretty easily. I don't, I'm going to try and do stickers. The thing is like smaller stuff sells better. So I'm going to try and do more smaller things, but it's just like the, um, upfront investment costs of like doing charms and whatnot for being unsure whether or not you're going to sell them is so scary. And I don't know that it's something I can invest in just yet. Um, because I'm still a baby con goer. So, or, like, baby con seller. So, we'll see about that. Um, but, yeah, I'm super excited about selling. And then, um, I went to see Captain Marvel, and it was good. I don't want to spoil anything. There's a part that's just so goddamn funny. And, like, I remember the line from Captain America Winter Soldier that references it, and I, like, turned to my friend, and I said it to her, and I was just like, this is, this is what he meant, um, so I, it was super funny, um, I really, I mean, like, like I said, it wasn't the, the best Marvel movie, but it was hardly the worst Marvel movie ever, that special honor goes to a tie between, um, well, I'll give it to Age of Ultron just because I got so mad watching that movie, I almost left. Um, but Thor The Dark World is a close second to being one of the it's worst just really movies boring. ever made. Um, it's just so boring. And it is so long. 
And like I like I've like I was at the gym and I was it was on and I was like I was like I can't watch this anymore because it's actually the only making good me part tired. is when um, um, Loki pretends to be Captain America for five seconds. I like that part, but I also like the part where he drives them through that like little tiny portal. Oh, and says ta-da. and they're like, <laughs> "That's also ta-da. a good one." Yeah, <laughs> I I love me some I love me some chaotic neutral Loki. It's my true joy in life. Um, but yeah, Dark World was such a disaster. So Captain Marvel wasn't Thor the Dark World. It was fun. It was cute. I would definitely use the word cute. It was really fast paced. Like I felt like I was like accelerated. Um, like I was like, that's it. That's the movie. It felt short, but it isn't that short. So I guess it's just the pacing is really fast. Um, it was an interesting way to handle the lore of, uh, Captain Marvel it, the soundtrack is very nostalgic. Um, there was a point where, uh, God, what was it that they that they saw? And the guy was like, oh, she falls into a blockbuster, right? And, like, that's in the trailer, so that's not really a spoiler. She falls into this blockbuster, and this guy in the background goes, this was a really long time ago. <laughs> and I, <laughs> like, somebody in the theater, and I started laughing <laughs> so loud. <laughs> And like, like Fury pulls out a pager, and I'm like, God, I'm old. It takes place and in the like, 90s, right? Yeah, and, and like, um, my friends and I were singing all the music, especially, uh, my, my friend who lives with me, like, both of us, there's, like, a part where they put this thing into, uh, into the computer, right, and they have to wait for it to load, and, like, it's just sitting there, and, and Carol's like, what's it doing? And Fury's like, it's loading. (laughs) Like, they just have to sit there, and you have to sit there for the whole awkward minutes that it takes for this fucking disc to load up, which was a nice touch. Um, Like, I'm finally in that generation where they're playing into my nostalgia, like they did for my parents. Like, I'm finally, my parents watching a movie going, ha ha. Um, But, I don't know, I had a good time. I think part of, I hope that one day, like, And a lot of people are talking about this. One day, like, a movie with a female lead could fail and, like, it wouldn't mean anything. It would just be a flop of a movie, you know? But, like, we still live in that... We still live in a time where a female movie has to prove itself in order to be considered good. Like, it has to go above and beyond, and I think that's bullshit. Like, a movie should be able to be bad. Um... And I also don't think you'd be any less of a feminist if you saw this movie and you were like, uh, it wasn't for me. Like, it wasn't that good. Because they're, like I said, it wasn't the best Marvel movie I've ever seen, and I won't call it that. Um, but I, it was a good-ass fucking time. And I, I think it got some really bad reviews from critics, which was weird, because I don't think it deserved any of those. Like, it was a, this is a fine film. Um, and, uh, I don't know. There, there, and there's even a part where she, like, has to confront a male figure and say, like, I don't have to prove anything to you, which is cheesy, and maybe it's pandering, but, like, if it's pandering, I'm eating the shit out of that. Like, I'm devouring it, because, like, is it pandering to point at the fact that, like, the movie has to apparently prove itself to men? Like, I just, it's just a bizarre, um, experience, but also, it's so funny that they're, like, Captain Marvel doesn't need a love interest because she's got the power of female friendship. And, um, sure, if that's what you want to call raising a child together and living together in a farm and, like, you know, loving each other and then, like, 
your best friend mourning you for the nine years she thought you were dead. Like, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's, de- that's definitely no homo. But, like, <clears throat> listen, no, I'm joking. I'm not, I'm not. Female friendship is important, y'all. Um, but also, I'm within my rights and beyond within my rights <laughs> to be like, is it gay? Yeah, bro. Is, it, no, is this um, a pigeon meme? Is this gay? Is this gay? Is this gay? <laughs> um, <laughs> is it is it gay to like you know raise a child together like so much so that like the child misses you like hmm and my and my like friend was like something like oh she calls Carol auntie and I was like I used to call one of my mom's auntie before I knew that she was one of my moms so jokes on you Important. Marvel no <laughs> um but yeah super super cute super fun. There's a cat, and the cat lives. So, important. Um, Jesse's review of a movie, like, would go significantly down if the cat died. Um, But the cat lives, so it's all Gucci. Uh, Fucking, there was a couple times where I heard, like, a couple of dudes just get, like, upset about certain things in that movie. Um, And, like, in the theater. But there was this dad who was, who was, he was... He was having a hard time, but his son was in the theater. And his son was, like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight. And he, the kid, was having a great-ass time. So, like, that's all that mattered to me. Because it was more important to me that, like, this next generation of young boys. Like, yes, this movie is good for young girls, but I think it's also important for young boys to grow up and, like, see, like, heroes that have an equivalence to the male heroes, you know? And get excited about them. Um, or even, like, this girl was tweeting about how this little boy at the Disney store, uh, saw a, um, Captain Marvel jacket and was, like, begging his mom to, like, buy him the Captain Marvel jacket. And, like, that's so fucking cute to me. So, like, this is important. It's important to, like, to let those boys have lady heroes, too. Like, just as important as it is for the girls to have lady heroes, it's also important for, like, boys to be able to, like love yeah. female heroes and not be made fun of for it. So, I don't know. I think, like, it sucks that it has to be political, but also, like, I understand why it is, you know? It, I understand why it's not just a movie. It was like Wonder Woman. Like, I didn't particularly like Wonder Woman, but I wanted it to do well because I wanted female-led movies to keep getting made. Um, but I, I think I liked Captain Marvel more than I liked Wonder Woman. Don't shoot me. Um, so... I, I I guess I I recommend it. So go see it. Go t- take your take your kids. It's a great. Mo- I think kids like it, this movie more than some other Marvel movies was like good for. Uh, they sure like, do. It wasn't as intense as some other ones. So it might Boy, be good do they. if like, your kid doesn't like huge ass car chases or something. Marvel sure does love its fucking car chases. Um, they sure fucking do. Uh, so that was fun. I. So I have been, I got a haircut, which was a disaster, but then I fixed it. So it's fine. Um, but it was funny because I came in and I was like, I had a blunt bob and I've had a blunt bob for like fucking ever. Cause that's just the way my hair grew out. Um, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. And like, I thought it might help my like gender issues if I could get something that was like a haircut that was still kind of long, but like also more masculine, you know? So I go in there and like, to be fair, I don't, 
that the hairdresser was young, so I don't think she was cutting hair when emo was a thing. But like, essentially, I came in and wanted my emo Kylo Ren hair. Um, and like, I showed her pictures and like, told her, you know, cut my hair like a man, cut my hair like you would cut a man's, not like you would cut a woman's. And I prom, I'm like, I'm not gonna get upset. That's how I want it. Um, she still cut my hair like a lady, and uh, I had beef with that, but like. She was trying, you know, um, <laughs> but I came home and fixed it a little bit. It's still not perfect. The back is weird. Uh, but like, as my mom always says, what's behind me make a no difference. Um, I, I can't fucking see it, so it doesn't matter. Um, but like also it cut all the, uh, all the bleach dead ends out of my hair. There was a point y'all, y'all are just going to be like, how the fuck does Jesse live? But there was a point before I got my hair cut Sometimes you uh, like the day before where I got this big ass <laughs> knot in my hair. And, like, it was just at the ends of, like, one side of my hair, and I could not get it. So I just cut it out. Like, I just cut it out of my fucking hair. Yeah, sometimes you gotta. I'm like, I know I'm a mess, but, like, I just have to cut this out. And, um, but it's ridiculous. This is stupid and weird to talk about on a podcast, but my hair is so fucking soft, you guys. It's just like, oh, right. It is weird, though, because there's still a little bit of blonde left in my hair. Not a lot. Um, and it's all toned. (coughs) But my natural hair color, my roots are untouched and they're super duper long. But why? And like, I know the underneath part of my hair doesn't see the sun, but it is significantly darker. Like, it looks like I dyed it darker. Like, it's almost black and my roots are like kind of like a mahogany brown. Like on the top, like the long roots are like brown, but the hair underneath is like mahogany black or like deep black. And so the, like my hair up against itself looks like I dyed it, but I didn't. That's just, that's just my hair. I don't know what to do about that. I I guess I'll just leave it. But like, it does look a little weird, but like, I can't help it. That's, that's what color my hair is now. It's just decided it's going to be two different colors. Guess I'll die. Um, yeah, that's weird. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, like, I don't, I don't have much to talk about for this week as far as pre-salt. I have even less to talk about with salt, but, like, um, I think I'll point out, uh, we talked about a lot of my devil, favorite Devil May Cry memes, um, and then I, 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 did I, I can't remember if I talked about this before or now, but, like, or off air or on air last time, um, but on air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so essentially, I'm, uh, I went through some of the um, Resident Evil uh, AO3 tag, which is a fucking time. I recommend you just go skim it. Like, you don't even have to read anything. Just, just skim it. Just go for a little skim. Um, read the descriptions and the tags. You'll have yourself a, you'll have yourself a time. Um, but uh, uh, someone who will go unnamed, but a, a friend, um, v- sent me this, like, um, Resident Evil porn that came up on his dash, like, a drawing of it, right? But just, like, a piece of it, right? So, um, I was, and he's like, Mr. X and Leon porn just came up on my dash, and and he just sends me the back of it, like, a butt that says smack smack, right? And I'm like, well is his butt being smacked or is that like the slap of the balls against Leon's ass? And he's like, that's the fucking question you ask me. And I'm like, Oh, you sweet summer child. And I sent him some horrific material. Um, (laughs) some truly terrifying material, uh, to, to which he was like, you know, this is just seems par for the course then. Um, 
but it did remind me of the, this. So I was going through this tag looking for stuff to talk about on the podcast because you fucking know that I have created this brand for myself um, where I talk about the worst fucking shit I see on the internet, which is why people <laughs> send me the worst shit on the internet. And I, I don't know how I feel about it because sometimes y'all send me stuff and I'm like, I don't know how to live anymore. Um, but... I guess I deserve it. So I was reading the descriptions of the fix and the tags and laughing and sending like, um, that's where I found the, the Dante, uh, Leon fic that I was just like, but Dante doesn't fuck. Um, but, um, but Leon does. Leon gets pegged by Ada Wong at least. Um, yeah, you fucking, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, so, so I'm like scrolling through this whole, like, this whole deal and like um i i see this thing up uh, this fic and like I, it, the description was like something about how leon was getting out of the shower and mr x sees him and he thought he was gonna die but instead mr x checks him out and i was like i'm clicking on this um <laughs> oh no so <laughs> i was at this podcast did I talk about the podcast where someone said they had like a logical reason for cis male lactation? Um, no, but let's a, not get into that. A scientific reason. Yeah, that that was another time I like I couldn't. I just scrolled to the thing and then I looked it up and whether or not it's possible. And I mean, like, yeah, but like, yeah, but also it involved um, a tumor. So that I was like, um, I mean, is any tumor in your brain benign? I mean, <laughs> hormones are fucked up and weird. Um, so. Oh, absolutely. And men can lactate, but like, this was like a totally weird, I, it involved a tumor in your brain, but they're like, it's benign. And I'm like, I still feel like a tumor in your brain is like taking up space that other stuff could be taking up. Like, you know, like, I don't know how benign that can be. Um, but yeah, so I've read some terrible stuff on the internet, um, which is why it's funny to me when people come up to me and like, they try to, they try to shock me and I'm like, oh, you sweet summer child. Um, the only, the only person who's ever been able to do is probably Nikki. Nikki sent me a couple of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, I, uh, like, and then I, I tried to warn my friend about how, Tumblr has a really big, like, serial killer or mass murderer fandom, and they, like, woo serial killers and mass murderers, but, like, like, she's like, it's different from knowing than seeing, right? And the only reason I know is because I saw it, and I was like, dear God. And so then today, she sends me a post that somebody sent her of, um, of, like, a bimbofication, essentially, of <laughs> one of these murderers, and Wild. she's- yeah, she's like, I don't know how to live anymore. And I'm like, I warned you about those those murder stanners, though. I warned you, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> fucking Tumblr was a mistake. But, it still uh, is. It still is. Because those people are still there, but I can't post female presenting nipples. So I'm can fucking fused. Um but yeah, I think that's all my pre-salt. I thought I'd share something terrible with you to cheer you up. Um, um the other day. Yeah. Sorry, oh, go for it. No, it's fine. Well, I was going to transition into the salt. So if you've got a story. Oh no, I was just, I mean, the last thing I was going to say is, uh, shout out to all the people drawing horny art of your final fantasy 14 characters. 
You're truly keeping me going. I love your OCs. Keep doing it. Keep drawing. Keep drawing all that. Yes, this. Hold on. Sorry, my friends. But keep drawing all that art. And that's all I will say. Um, and also, if you're like, if you know somebody and you're, if you're, if we're mutuals or something and you like know some, an artist who has cute Final Fantasy OCs and you want to share them with me to go ahead and send me some adorable Final Fantasy OCs because I want to see them. So. All right. We're moving into the salt. this week um like i said i got kind of burnt out on final fantasy 14 so i haven't been playing it um but i did have one story from it which is that i i i leveled up paladin a little bit more um and i am too timid to tank <laughs> um i um i just like i'm always like i'm gonna make big pulls and then i'm like but i don't want to <laughs> Um, and in my defense, those lower level dungeons aren't really designed for that kind of pulling, but, um, it's still kind of like, I could pull more, but I'm scared and I don't really know when to stop. And, um, it did kind of, I did kind of end up in a situation where like I joined, uh, the thousand maws of Todorok in progress, uh, as a tank and caught up with the group and the white mage started pulling. And I'm like, oh, I see why the other tank left. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but um they they weren't healing they were just too busy pulling and every time like a fool every time they did it i would just grab aggro off of them but like please stop i don't have tank stance in this dungeon please please um and i just i don't know i'm having a hard time gauging like when to stop pulling enemies and how much I... is too much especially in those baby dungeons literally only became a tank because I'm a bottom who wanted to service top. Like, <laughs> that's exactly why I became a tank. Tanks in Final Fantasy are bottoms. There's just, like, I know we joke about healers being bottoms a lot, but I think Final Fantasy healers are in control um, because they're the ones who definitely hold your life in their very hands. But Tanks like, can also do that, though. Yeah, but I really do enjoy, like, the only reason I became a tank was because, like, that's a job I can do, and I'm, like, if I, like, I can do good, I I can do this, um, I can be a good boy, uh, so that's literally, like, I do read a lot of people who think that being paladin is boring, um, I think, but I, like, so far I'm enjoying the paladin experience more than the dark knight experience. Yeah, I'm, I like, I'm having a good time. Maybe it's because I'm a baby player, so I don't know any better. But, like, it's still fun. Like, except for when I lose aggro and then I'm sad. <laughs> and I'm, like, trying to pull we'll back have the to, aggro. Maybe I'll, like, make a video of myself going through the same dungeons. Because, like I said, I wasn't having many of the same aggro problems. Um, so I don't know if it I'm would be bad. easier to have a visual of what I was doing. But, um... Like, I'm not saying I'm a great tank. I just talked about how much of a coward I am. But at least I'm not losing aggro. <laughs> I do like... The other thing I like being a tank is basically... I just um, can you still hear me? me? My computer yeah, keeps locking up. Okay, my computer's um, kind of being weird. But um, the... 
Um, so I'm going to work on that. I just, you know, I just need a break. So I think I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to play much for a little while and just kind of play Devil May Cry and do, do some other stuff first. Um, I can't, I'm and so excited that you got Devil May Cry 5. I'm also excited that I got Devil May Cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing I played the night was um, I loaded up Kingdom Hearts, like the first one, which I haven't played since I streamed it, like, a year ago, almost. Um, and, or maybe more than a year ago. I'm not even sure anymore. But, uh, I, so I booted it up, same save file. I didn't start over again or anything like that. And I was in Traverse Town. And so, and I knew I was going to have to go to Deep Jungle next. I was, I, I felt it in my bones and I was right. But that, in between me and Deep Jungle were two oh. gummy ship missions. I was about to say, I had to go ship. to a, I had to go to Olympus and then go from Olympus to Deep Jungle. Um, and I, I hate the gummy ship stuff so much that on the first one I wasn't paying attention and I failed it like right at the end. So I had to do it twice. <laughs> I uh, hate the gummy ship stuff. Too. I hate the gummy ship stuff so much. I did not sign up to play Souped Up Galaga. Well, I if I wanted to play Galaga, I could probably download it on my phone at this point. Yeah. But I don't. And then I hate Deep Jungle, too. Like I, I fucking I, hate Deep Jungle. I immediately got lost. I have no idea where I need to be going. I keep going in circles. And so that's when I gave up and put an Abzu. Uh, that game's old. Like, you can feel it. Even in, I'm playing, you know, Final Mix 1.5 or whatever. And it's just like... Man, this game's fucking old. And at one point they had a zoom in on Jane's face and it was all pixelated and gross. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so apparently I'm the only one who had the fucking I had to fight Clayton like fifteen million times, but it's like Clayton on no, the no. record. I struggled with Clayton. He's on a chameleon. Yeah, yeah, on the chameleon. And you know it's like an unskippable fucking cutscene. So it's like I just had to hear ooh ooh Clayton like five hundred fucking times and it's burned into my mind. That cutscene and the Riku fight cutscene are like burned into my memories. The, and the Riku cutscene is quite long, if I remember correctly. I think about the Riku cutscene a lot because someone edited it with its raining men, <laughs> um, and like every time I see it now, I can only hear it's raining men. I guess I shouldn't sing that because as Jake pointed out. Whoever uh, owns the rights to that song right now is like super serious about it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think about those cutscenes sometimes because like those are my go-to example for when you're um, mad because you keep losing a boss and you have to keep in like you keep hearing the same dialogue quotes over and over again, uh, which happens a lot in Final Fantasy, as I talked about with my Sukuyomi disaster a while back. <laughs> I. Um, one of my Link Shell buddies went through that fight for the first time, and so it was, it was like, on a Saturday. So everybody was like, hey, like, who wants to come fight Tsukuyomi? We got DPS slots. And I'm like, I'll do it. And um, we get in there, and we're on voice chat. And one's like, does anybody know this fight? And, like, I was like, oh, I know this fight very well, because I've had many op- opportunities to learn in my multi 45-minute-plus rounds with her. And they're like, oh... <laughs> Like, duty fighters like, wild! Where you, like, start sarcastically saying the lines back to the bosses. Yes. That yeah. one, and, um, 
Orban Monastery in particular has a lot of um, boss chatter, and all of the quotes are like the most heavy metal bullshit you'll ever hear in your life. So it's like, you know, after, after you've lost a Sidolphus the Thunder God a couple times, it's hard not to be like, even the strongest of shields cannot support the weakest of wills. <laughs> and like, yeah, like, how are you not <laughs> supposed to just say that back to them? The hearts of men are clouded with darkness and must needs be cleansed. Um, but there's. Yeah, anyway, I'm a cowardly tank, and Deep Jungle sucks. Um, other than that, just because I didn't have much to talk about, I went and found this again. Um, I said on the last podcast that the positive reviews for DMC5 made me think I was going to like it, and also the negative reviews for DMC5 made me think I was going to like it. Um, I was seeing a lot of those reviews because somebody I follow was retweeting like people who had clipped like selections from reviews uh, to mark up their... Games Journalist versus Devil May Cry 5 bingo cards. So I went and found the bingo card and thought we'd have a little laugh at it. Um, just gonna go down the rows left to right. Um, quotations, blank may have worked back in the PS2 era, but not in 2019. Um, review is based on a single playthrough on human difficulty. I feel like that one's fair. Like... Do they really have time to play this multiple times on different difficulties? Uh, 8.5 out of 10. No discussion whatsoever about gameplay mechanics beyond the surface level. Criticizes the story because the characters are too cheesy to take seriously. That one definitely happened. Um, Writes a think piece discussing how the portrayal of female characters is misogynistic and promotes toxic masculinity. Um, You could probably argue that. I'm... Sure, I haven't played that far into the game, but, like, video games would be like that sometimes. Um. Yeah. Also, in comparison to the other Devil May Cry games, I think that women are handled much better in this game than the other Yes. Yeah. Uh, I agree. DMC quotes, DMC5 doesn't advance the action genre as much as God of War 2018, but um, uses the word linear as a pejorative. Publishes an editorial about how game games like DMC5 prevent video games from becoming high art. DMC5 is the wrong kind of difficult. Um, Attempts to decipher the series' lore for longer than they spend playing the game and lowers the review score because of it. Mentions Dark Souls, Bloodborne, or God of War at any point. That one happened for sure. Free Space, which is Dante with the pizza. (laughs) Jesus Christ with the fucking Bloodborne. Plays a video game. Is this fucking Bloodborne? Everyone who compares a a non-FromSoft game to Bloodborne or Dark Souls owes me $5 from now on. (laughs) forward that to the account of <laughs> <laughs> um lambast it for not being a cinematic experience i guess that kind of ties in with the uh not serious enough or not high art um references the white hair debacle from the dmc days and continues to antagonize hardcore fans um complains about the lack of a dedicated dodge button polygon why dmc5 wouldn't be what it is without the reboot Finds the dynamic soundtrack boring because they can't manage higher than C ranks in combat. (laughs) Ouch. Um, Portrays the microtransactions as far more egregious and insidious than they actually are. Quotes, 15 hours is too short for a campaign. I feel like this game would overstay its welcome at any longer than, like, 20. Um, Claims the lack of XP, loot, grind, and RPG elements is why the game has low replayability. Video review footage recorded using auto-assist. Again, that one I think is fair. Like some, yeah, sometimes you need auto assist. Um, 
compares the game unfavorably to DMC Devil May Cry, giving credit to the reboot at every opportunity. Um, quotes, the shallow and mindless combat system needs to evolve to the high standards set by God of War and the Batman games. And then the, the last games. one mistakenly credits the developer as Ninja Theory. I, so, like, what's really funny about this is I think this game has a lot of replayability just because of, like, the different styles of each character and because you get to yeah. choose on certain missions who you go you as. And you can unlock more skills and... Yeah, and like, and you start in different places on the level depending who you're playing, so that's kind of cool. Like, they did some stuff to so that there would be replayability. I also have seen plenty of people who had the early release copies before the stupid Red Orb store was open um, for the microtransactions, and they never once needed to buy orbs. So Yeah, you absolutely don't need it. So, like... Uh, a lot, I have seen the argument in response to that, that um, any tr- microtransaction is egregious and awful, but microtransactions are just kind of part of life now, um, yeah. and I can't, I can't really work myself up into a good rage about them anymore as long as they're unobtrusive, so yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta pick your battles sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, you can play the entire game without once, without sing, without once ever making a microtransaction. So I thought that was a kind of stupid argument. I did read a lot of people complaining about that, but yeah, a lot of it was like this game isn't serious enough, and I'm like, okay, yeah, again, okay, like, and the 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 compares it un like unfavorably to DMC. Like again, I I've talked before in the past about how much I hate that game and how I don't understand why it, so many games journalists seem to love it. Like, it's just a very shallow, three-edgy, five-me facsimile of what the other Devil May Cry games are. And I don't like it. The writing's bad. The characterization's bad. Like, the yeah, story's Dante bad. Dante fucks the game- in it! I can't believe... <laughs> There's more reasons than that. No, uh, that's the, the biggest game... <laughs> egregious reason. Like, I would be watching, I'd be like watching the cutscene, and I'd be like, I have to turn this off immediately. Dante just like right at the beginning. But anyway, yeah. um, game off. The um, gameplay is very shallow, and it's very much a button masher. You can get a little involved with it because there's multiple weapons, but it's so easy that you don't really need to. Um, and I feel like. Uh, I don't know, It's it seems like the other Devil May Cry games, you can definitely get through them with button mashing, but if you really want to get into it, there's a lot there. So, I appreciate that, but it didn't seem like there was much there for DMC Devil May Cry. Bear in mind, I only ever played the PS3 version, I, I understand that the Definitive Edition is somewhat better, but um, I, I didn't play that one, so... Yeah, and a lot of the bad reviews I read were, like sucking the dick of dmc devil May and i don't understand it i don't i legitimately don't understand how you could like that game more than in dmc5 like <laughs> it's a wild ass time um i mean like all in all the creators are happy and that's what matters yeah. they made this game and they're hella proud of it and, and they actually so. took some inspiration, like, of the good parts of DMC Devil May Cry, because there were good things about that game. They had ideas in there. And the developers were like, yeah, we took that good stuff and we put it in our game. And then <laughs> we made sure that Dante would never fuck. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Not in our games. I see this tweet going around every now and again that's just like, um... 
I don't know. It, it has some quote from a game review about the writing of um, DMC, and then it just includes the clip of him in the. I I don't remember what the actual thing's called, but I heard a let's play called the Slurm Factory. So that's what its <laughs> name is now. He's in the Slurm fa- fa- Factory talking to the like Larva Queen, and they're just screaming "fuck you" at each other for like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Like, yeah, great writing, um, but. Anyway, that's my. I just totally got off on a tangent at how much I, about how much I hate DMC, but there, there, there you go. That's that's my salt. Yeah, I mean, like that's a that's a fair thing to go on a tangent about. Um, I have very little salt this week. I know. I mean, like I'm angry about stuff, but it's just stupid shit. Like paying an a, an amount of money for a haircut that I didn't even like, so that I had to fix it myself. Um, that just hurts because money hurts my soul. Uh. And then, um, I guess, like, I guess I will talk about this whole, uh, scandal of people paying for their children to get into Ivy League schools. Um, and I'm glad they're getting reprimanded for it. I'm glad they're getting slapped on the wrist for it. Here, let me just move this. Sorry, I have a, I have a friend in my room. Um, because I'm a professional. Uh, so, (laughs) I also have a coaster if you want it. Ignore me. I'm not here. (laughs) Um, so I, so I, like, I, I'm glad those people are getting reprimanded for it. I'm glad it's something that we're talking about, but it's just fucking hilarious to me that people are shocked. (laughs) Yeah, we were discussing this before the podcast, but it's like, the narrative for so long is like, oh, he or she just got there because daddy's rich, or daddy's famous, or whatever, and then... All of a sudden, it turns out that that is in fact true for at least some of these people, and, and it's like shocked like, face. True face. Oh my god, Kay, we were in the fucking drift there. <laughs> Holy shit! Because I was like, surprise, Pikachu face. At the same time, you're like shocked, Pikachu face. Yeah, like I can't fucking believe that people are surprised. Um, I, I think too. There's like a lot of this conversation that I am really enjoying of a lot of people tweeting about how people straight up to their face told them that they would get into schools because they're black. And like people for years have been making those accusations when like students are getting into schools just because they're like, mommy is a rich actress. Like, and those, those day to day accusations don't happen as much. And I think it's an interesting dialogue that's been opened up. So like, I'm salty that it's happened, but I'm not disappointed, but not surprised, you know? Um, but I am enjoying, like, the conversations that are opening up around it and people talking about these issues. Um, if education was free, we wouldn't have this problem. Um, but here we are. But here we are. And then I'm assassinated. Looks into the camera like I'm on The Office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I keep joking with my friend that one day I'll be, like, just taken, like Liam Neeson's family and taken, um... But, like, because I keep feeling, like, actually, capitalism is bad. (laughs) Stares into the camera like I'm on an episode of The Office. Uh, But, yeah, I just, um, I, like, it was just so funny because I'm like, you know what, what, where, why this wouldn't happen. And then today, I was at my therapist, um, and we were talking about stuff, but of course we have to talk. Because, listen, let's be honest, a lot of my depression comes from fucking stupid-ass benign life shit, and I'm like, talking about how I'm scared because I don't know how I'm going to pay for my health insurance, and I'm scared because of all of this, like, shit that's coming up, and I have to deal with it, and, um, my student loans, and I'm still in school, and blah, 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 and he's like, yeah, healthcare really should be free, and I'm like, 
wow, what a revelation. What a, what, what an idea. What a, like, you, sir, you, you've gone above and beyond my expectations. Um, yeah, it really should be free. But, like, because it can't be dependent on your job. Because if you lose your job, then you don't have health care. And, like, I've covered California, but, like, that's still is tenuous at best for me in my current situation. So I don't know. Um, this, this world is a garbage pit and we need better social pro programs in this country, but you know, I don't want to be assassinated. Um, and also any of my opinions are not, do not represent the opinions of my co-host as I speak into a microphone while also talking into a microphone, um, inception. Uh, so like, just, just so we're clear, you can be mad at me and not anyone else on this podcast. Um, because if you are mean to anyone else on this podcast, I will find you. No, I'm just joking. Or am I? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't want to say I'm not salty because I'm salty about a lot of shit. Just nothing like particularly nerdy, I guess. And like I was talking about earlier, the, uh, the fact that like we, like movies like Captain Marvel still have to prove themselves in some regard and can't just flop without it, like, meaning something for the genre of, like, films with women in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, in an ideal world, Captain Marvel could have been a flop, and we wouldn't have to worry about, like, whether or not that was going to affect how many movies about women were made. Um, but we don't live in that world yet. So, it's just... Also, I also like how women being the lead in the movie is a per political agenda. Like... yeah pandering to them feminists because women exist i guess um, how many how many um movies with male leads have flopped and no one has stopped hiring men just saying yeah <laughs> like can we talk about michael fassbender being in both the snowman and the ass creed movie but like can we talk about how um how batman vs superman flopped super hard <laughs> yeah like critically at least God, it ended my soul. Um, actually, my friend... I seem to remember it, it didn't do as well as they wanted it to. Yeah. Um, my my friend pointed out something really good. Uh, do you want to be credited or no? Um, we, we, when we were leaving Captain Marvel, um, my friend said, uh, like, that's what Superman could have been like, as a story. Like, they had a lot of parallels, you know? Um, and that's what Man of Steel could have been given, like, the writer's understanding, like, the humanity of the character. Who but Superman the, is. Yeah. And, like, there were a lot of parallels there, and except Captain Marvel was heartwarming, and you, like, sympathized with her, and Man of Steel haunts me at night, and every time he smiles, it looks like a robot that doesn't know how to smile, learning how to smile. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, so I I just, that was an interesting point to me. And it's still like, that movie to me is still better than Man of Steel. Um, but like, I, I feel like it was okay for Man of Steel to flop. And like, you're still going to get male superhero movies, you know? We don't you're have still going to get Superman movies. Yeah, or, like, how Black Panther had to be this big thing in order for it, like, it had to prove itself as, um, a, a like, black-led title in order for, like, other black-led movies to be made, and that's bullshit. It should just be able to be weighed as its own, in, like, on its own merit, but it can't be because of the way we are right now. 
Um, and that's the unfortunate truth that we live in, in this current environment. Um, but I, uh, I guess that's, I guess that's all my salt this week. I don't have any other salt. All right. Imported salt. Imported salt. The first is from Michael Pren at Michael underscore Pren. Uh, I'm sorry I'm so late with my salt this week. Uh, Mardi Gras insanity down here in Louisiana and WSO for restaurant workers like me. I got busy both attending and serving parties. Trust me, we're late recording this, so no worries. Yeah. <laughs> um, my salt this week is with the dang old roguelike I've been playing, Tangle Deep. In this game, when you die, you lose all your equipped gear. I keep fucking it up and dying still equipped with all my good stuff. At this point, I've lost so much ground, my little character is rocking a sharpened stick in a garbage can lid. Despite the challenges, the sweet 16-bit aesthetics and interesting character progression keeps me coming back for more. Thanks for a great show, as always. Stay seasoned, Salters. Uh, that's sad, Todd. (laughs) 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 Um, That is sad, but I'm glad, like, it hasn't ruined the game for you, because there are definitely times where I'm like, that's it, I I can't do this anymore. Yeah. yeah, well, it's 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 good to know that like these things can keep you coming back. You know, that's just good game design where you get your butt kicked, but you're still like, I'm still having a good time though. Um, so the next piece of salt is from Salty Sailor at underscore Salty underscore Sailor underscore. Um, that's my new metal band, by the way. <laughs> uh, underscore. Uh, <laughs> hey, Salty Crew been a while but i was driving down the road past the dead mall in my town quite literally a crumbling temple of capitalism and i realized that we're already in a dystopia and we'll never get our cyberpunk also i work at mame shop home to all your pre-owned medieval torture accessories and it and if you ever want to know exactly how fucked the entire country is work for a dying business help me i'm poor and scared also, love y'all. Keep on. Later. I don't know how I was going to end that, but I forgot I left a blank and hit send anyway, so enjoy your choose-your-own-adventure tweet. Um, <laughs> keep on. Nothing. It's gone. We'll never keep know. Keep on. Just keep hustling. on. Yeah. Um, God, that's such a mood. I'm sorry. It's bad to be like, the, here's a depressing thing. Mood. Um, but honestly, I feel like that, especially when I, especially if something about malls too, definitely like when you go to a mall and there's a bunch of closed stores in it or stores that are closing all the time and rotating, you're like, this is the end. This, this is, this is how we all die. And you're like, I didn't even know that store wasn't doing well and it closed down. Um, there's a mall near me that's kind of like that. And some of them are really weird. Like there was a, um, a, like retro dress shop that seemed to be doing okay and then all of a sudden it was just like abandoned with all the merchandise still inside it was really strange one of my one of my like worst i guess i say worst fears but it's just like something that creeps me out but i also kind of enjoy is the idea of like a mall that's completely empty like abandoned and then there's just like there's still a soundtrack playing but nobody's in it 
like the music never went off and like some of the lights are on but some of them aren't and like most of it's gone but there's still like random mannequins and fake plants you know um so like a horror movie yeah but like (laughs) wouldn't that like i mean like that would be an adventure i guess um kind of like what kmart was in its final days you know what i think about so there are still kmarts but like most of them are gone in the u.s they most of them have shut down um, and for a while, they were just like these dystopian wastelands. Um, and I imagine even when they you know, were doing well, they were dystopian wastelands. Yeah, Kmart is a PvP enabled zone. <laughs> Kmart is a PvP enabled zone. Um, and like the like you know the music that played um, at the like you were ta- the creepy version of the theme that played in Final Fantasy before they destroyed it and then restarted over. Oh, answers for fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I imagine is playing inside of all Kmart's, like, at this point. Like, you go in there, and that's what's playing, and it's letting you know that the end is near. Um, and I, I was also talking to my therapist about this today, uh, and and he's like, well, I wouldn't say it's, it's like that bad and i was like that's because you have a job with health insurance um but like i was like fear uh i'm like also if we don't reduce the like emissions by it just like just two percent just like two percent it's gonna be a serious mad max future in our wake um although that seems apparently it's like 50 years before the mad max future like it's gonna be bad in 20 years but like in 50 years like who knows if we'll even live that long? So, you know, we might get away with it. But the kids, the children, the babies. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I worry about it. And yeah, uh, it, it's this like sad truth that like a lot of careers aren't even going to exist anymore. And like the next even we say like the next 10 years, but three years, people won't be able to be like in one profession. Like most people won't be able to be in one profession their whole lives. You're going to have to like jump around. And that's objectively horrifying. Like not to make everybody sad here on this day, but, um, it is, it is, uh, a depressing, um, thing to think about. Um, but you know, we've got each other. And, you know, direct action, I guess. Um, stay strong. I'll I'll continue to do my best to tell you the worst things I find on the internet to make you feel better about your life. We should make um, a bonus episode of it sometime. A, bo- <laughs> a bonus episode for, like, the worst things I found on the internet. Weird Hope Devil May Cry up. fan art. <laughs> Weird Devil May Did Listen, the tentacles were cool, okay? <laughs> the tree tentacles. Like, I sense... I said fan art of um, Dante in a weird tree tentacle being wrapped up and V in a weird tree tentacle being wrapped up to to be with complete silence from the salt DMs. Um, I will, I guess, I mean, my reason was that, like, I mean, first of all, I think I got that in the middle of the day and I'm just like, I don't know what to do with this. But, like, <laughs> it, was, it was, like, tame. So I didn't, I was like, I don't, I don't know what your, what's your angle? Like, it's not porn. I was it's just kind of weird. I was just enjoying it. <laughs> I was just, I was just having a good time with tentacle tree tentacles. Although I will say, here's my one sad review. This is my one bad review of Devil May Cry 5 to cheer y'all up after I just talked about how the world is ending. Um, so the tree thing in Devil May Cry 5, the, like, devil tree, has the whole thing. Ah! Like, the lotus seed pods. Like, 
when it gets all dried up, it has all these holes, and every time I see it, my soul leaves my body. I hate it so much. I hate looking at that fucking tree. I hate looking at, like, when it sucks the life out of people, and it's just holes. I don't know who was in charge of that, but I will find you, and I will be very upset in your direction. Holy (laughs) shit, I hate those holes on the trees. Like, I know some people, like, don't get freaked out by that, but, like, oh, it's so gross. It's, it's so gross. I just, I do not like, it's a bad time. I I guess, like, for a giant demon tree, it should be gross, but, like, uh... I'm right there with (laughs) you. Sorry, I was hoping, I mean, like, I hope that, I hope hearing, I'm also melting into my chair right now, that's how gross it is. Um, so I hope that cheered you up. But, don't give up, salty sailors. Um, I, as, as the, as the world is, like, tumbling down, and I will be, like, Jack Sparrow standing on the ship as it, like, slowly sinks into the ocean, trying to tell jokes, as, like, my ship is, like, slowly sinking into the ocean with all my aspirations um i will do my best to entertain um like uh like that fucking vine that's like some video that i don't really know what the video is from but the guy is like wearing a boa and he's got lipstick on and he's like the world is ending or like the world is burning let's masturbate and then music starts playing (laughs) i will do my best to uh be those um well like the the you know in titanic those people who are playing music as the ship slowly goes down like that's what they decide to do i will do my best um to keep y'all entertained and having a good time even when it's like even when it just feels like i'm like this is fine it's fine it's fine it's fine like that video it's fine The cause death day video. <laughs> it's like sometimes life goes your way, and other times you're shot in the back by Shalashaska Ocelot in your Alaskan <laughs> cabin, and no one bothers to check on you for three days. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and on that note, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me as at Filthy Wizard on Twitter and um, Filthy Magic User on Instagram and Twitch if Instagram ever comes back from the war. And you can also um, find my Patreon linked in my bio on my Twitter. Okay. You can find you can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. You can find. Uh, our wayward co-host and editor Jake at Jake underscore Lionheart on Twitter, and he's got links to all of his stuff on the bi- in his bio. I can't talk tonight. Whatever. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt, and you can listen to the podcast on Fireside at saltreport.fireside.fm or anywhere you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, what have you. Um, if you'd like, if you like the show and you'd like to consider. Um, Contributing to the show, you can don't try donating to our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com slash salt report. Um, or leave us a review or send in your, your imported salt. We always like to get some. Um, yeah. And that's our show tonight. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.